I don't think that's. You don't think that people who use Twitter are called twits? I think there's certainly no. some people that are on Twitter are twits. Hi, and welcome to this episode of Backup Central's Restored All. I'm your host, W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup. And we have with us, as always, Prasanna. How's it going, Prasanna? Good, Curtis. I don't know if you could always say with us, as always, because I did miss a couple episodes here and there. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. (laughs) I was thinking about how I was forced to record an episode without you last week. Uh, It's a great episode where we talked about uh, backing up containers, which is, you know, as the compute world continues to evolve things like that are going to come up right uh, where yep. we have this totally new thing and someone needs to raise their hand and say are we you know there there used to be a guy in the meetings that I used to sit in his name was Joe Fitzpatrick and he he was he was always the guy that would raise his hand and say are we getting this on tape <laughs> because there'd be some <laughs> new thing some new way of doing things in the data center and he would always be the first person to to ask that question. And, th- and that's the, somebody needs to ask that question. And speaking of asking that question, both of us do work for a backup services company, Druva. And, uh, but this is not a Druva podcast. And the opinions that you hear are our own. But mine, 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 mine. And if you have any interesting stories about backup, what went wrong, or anything else, please feel free DM WC Preston on Twitter. Yes, as well. You can also email me at wcurtispreston at gmail.com. If you're not a, 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 twi- a twitite, if you're not a twit, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's You don't a think word, that people who use Twitter are called twits? I think there's certainly no. some people that are on Twitter are twits. But that's a whole that's a whole different that's, discussion. That's another story. But, but what is yeah. it? What is a person? <laughs> we could go on person, about that for hours. Like there's a Facebooker, and you're. I guess. I guess that's not really a thing. Like, there's not. You're not a Facebooker. You're not an Instagrammer. Well, I think there is an Instagrammer. Is there? Okay. Yeah, I think it's people who use Facebook and people who tweet. How about people that use MySpace? <laughs> that still exists. I think, I think it's just like a. I think it's like a Yahoo now. Let's talk a little bit about. You want to talk technical now after all we, this? We we've talked. I want to yeah. After all that, I want to talk. I want to talk techie. I wanted to talk about if one is using an IaaS or PaaS product, you've you have data in a place that isn't your data center, and you need to back up that data, right? We've had some episodes where we've talked about. Like if you disagree with that statement, then you need to go listen to those, you know, why you need to back up SAS, why you need to back up IAS, uh, you know, it, it, your data is in somebody else's data center and you need to back it up full stop. And if you think you're, you don't need to, uh, I'm just going to say you're wrong and come on, <laughs> come on the podcast and we can duke it out because you need to back that stuff up. So as long as we're going to assume that we need to back it up, we need to talk about the different ways that you could back up things that are in other data centers, right? So let's just categorize these. There are SaaS offerings like Salesforce and Office 365. There are VM type offerings such as, you know, EC2 
you know, in, in Azure instances. Or VMware are, running on VMware uh, Cloud on AWS. V, v, ex, exactly. And, and then there are other things that are more services that aren't necessarily on a hosted VM. And, you know, I'll submit things like DynamoDB or... Is that as? You know... Application as a service. Application, yeah, it's application. <laughs> it's a, it's ass. <laughs> I'm just asking, but is it? Yeah, right. Because if if you're gonna if you're gonna go, I, I, man, I could just get really wrong there. Let's 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 just stop that that train of thought <laughs> before it gets worse. But uh, like also like RDS, right? So it's a database service that you use from. AWS, for example. For that last category, it's really about you as the end user not having to manage the actual infrastructure where this application runs, but you still get to use it as if it was running. Right. But and, how you and normally it, do. But if it's creating data for you, it's data that you need to protect. So you need to look into how we back them up. So let's talk about different categories. So if it's a SaaS app, there needs to be some sort of interface that you connect to your your backup software uh, product or service will will be able to connect to that SaaS app and basically suck all the data out of it and protect it for you. That that that's pretty straightforward. Is that they'll have either an API that's specifically designed for backups, or in the case of Office three sixty Office three sixty five, for example, they have a web API that's technically not designed specifically for backup, but is used by most backup providers to back it up. And then there is VM resources. So if you're talking about a VM, let's talk about the pros and cons of backing it up different ways. So the 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 if we back up, we can back up that VM essentially as it's a physical machine. We can install a client on it, you know, a piece of client software from your backup software company, and then we can back it up that way. Right. In which case, it doesn't matter if it's running in a virtualized environment, if it's running locally or in the cloud, or if it's running even as a physical instance, it doesn't look any different. You're just backing up the stuff within that encapsulated virtual machine. Right. I, I will say it's important to note that, that if that's going to work, and work meaning properly work, that needs to be some sort of source side dedupe or at be- at worst block level incremental without any dedupe because you don't want to be doing repeated full backups on that data ever. Well, once you'll do it once. And then after that, you don't want to ever be doing it again. Totally agree. Why wouldn't we do this for all of our backups, all of our VM backups in the cloud? Why wouldn't we do it that way? Because there are times where you want to be able to bring that VM back up rather than just the data within the VM. Right. So depending on your backup, software company, they might not be able to do <clears throat> VM level image recovery the way that we can do, for example, with VMware or Hyper-V, but you, you can, you could, you could only be able to recover the files or, or it maybe some applications in it, but you can't recover necessarily the VM if you do it, if you treat it as a physical machine, unless your product has support for that. But the list for that, I think is a lot shorter than the list of people that don't or the list of the list of companies yeah. that don't. So the other way to back up a VM is to use the the cloud provider's native tools. So in the case of EC2, you can do EBS snapshots of your EC2 instances. That's 
I would say that that also applies on premises as well. It's just on premises. Once you take a snapshot of a VM, say on VMware, you now have to say, okay, now how do I move it somewhere right. else? Right. Versus in the cloud, because of the capabilities a lot of these cloud providers have given you, you can take a snapshot. And now you can say, okay, I want to actually go to that region so it's not ill in one place. Or I want to make sure that it's not living on the same storage as where my right. production well, is. Right. Well, part like. of this has to do with the fact that a snapshot in Amazon is different than a snapshot everywhere else, right? A snapshot in Amazon is actually an image copy. Uh, even if it's an incremental image copy, it, you're you're literally taking the bytes that are that snapshot or changed since the last snapshot, you're copying them over to another location, as opposed to a traditional snapshot where it's a virtual thing that happens in your local storage and then you you have to go copy it to another place, right? Why would we do it that way? For, so so I guess so, the, the answer to why is the same as the answer is why not from the last one, right? Because it, it, it makes it makes <laughs> image level recovery, it makes recovery of that VM much easier if you've used the native tool to protect it. The other thing is you also now don't have to worry about how do I manage how to copy the data and everything else, right? It's all just built into what Amazon offers you. What about apps that are running in that VM, such as, you know, SQL Server or... Oracle, what if I have an app built into it? Sure. So Amazon does give you the ability to take a VSS consistent yeah. snapshot. So your application would, of course, need to be VSS enabled and know how to flush its data using the VSS framework for Microsoft. But assuming that you could take a VSS consistent point in time. But as we all know, just doing a VSS consistent point in time isn't always good enough for application backup. Right. And also that only applies in the Windows world. There are other operating systems, some of which I'm very, a big fan of. So in those, what would we do? I, I would say- Others if, really exist? Those run the internet, my friend. The, um, <laughs> the, the other thing there is if you're going to take a snapshot, but you don't have VSS because you're on Linux or something like that, you can do some pre and post scripting. So you you put the database in backup mode or whatever, and then and then you take the snapshot, and then you take the database out of backup mode. Now that might be okay if you have a couple VMs that you're worrying about that are running uh, databases, but once you start looking at scale, that does become to be. So speaking of databases, another thing you might do is you might use RDS. Now with RDS, it's it's a little it's a lot more. What is RDS? Oh, thank you. That would be the relational database <laughs> service. So if you're what is RDS? I just said that. I know, but what does it? What is it used for? People may not know what RDS well, is. Well, it's essentially a database service, right? If you want, if you want Oracle, SQL Server, MySQL, uh, what's the other? What's the the? Uh, what's the? Yeah, Postgres. Postgres. If you want Postgres, then if you want one of those, but you don't want to run a VM and put that database in there, you can use RDS. Where again like a lot of other AWS things, Amazon is providing the infrastructure. You're simply paying for the the right to use that database for the amount of time that you're using it. But I know, for example, in the case of Oracle, for example, the, the RDS version of Oracle, or yeah, the RDS version of Oracle, it can support using RMAN, but it there are some limitations there. And it also supports getting consistent snapshots via the... EBS, I'm sorry, via the backup tools built into RDS. 
Does that sound about right? Yeah, no, that makes sense. And remember that this is a managed service. So Amazon is trying to take away a lot of the complexities that someone might encounter by trying to run a database. But at the same time, that also limits you to what you can possibly do. So if you are used to using Oracle in a super customized way with all these custom RMAN scripts, maybe Oracle for RDS may not make a lot of sense because you might lose that functionality. And if that's important for you, maybe you go the route of running Oracle within a virtual machine. Right. If you've got scripts that run somewhere else that access Oracle via SQL, it would be fine. But if if those are scripts that are running on the actual host, if there's an assumption that it's running on the actual host, those scripts aren't, they're just not going to work. But there were, there were a number of caveats listed and we don't have time in this format, but, if you're thinking about RDS before you go into production with it, why don't you think about backups and think about what's the most appropriate way to back up that database. There are, there are native tools that are that are specifically designed to provide a consistent snapshot image of that database. And you can copy those, those snapshots to other locations. And there are caveats of all of them. Like I was just reading it and it was talking about what do you do if you're backing up unsupported uh, table formats in MySQL right? Uh, there are, there are caveats. So just make sure you read the documentation and use the appropriate way to back up a database, you know, based on the, the things that are important to you. Read the manual, RTFM, read the Uh, manual. There's a number of other, I mean, hundreds of other Amazon services that produce data and you need to back up those resources as well. And that's where the EBS snapshots come in. They all tend to use EBS as their storage. And then you can then use EBS snapshots to back up those data, which again, it's going to interface directly with the application and then it's going to produce a consistent image that will then be stored in S3. As we previously discussed, EBS snapshots are stored in S3, although you can't directly see them in S3. And then if you have the right tools and the right ability, you can also automate copying those snapshots over to another region or another user, et cetera. I know we do that with the Cloud Ranger product, for example. So I would also say that there are other as as <laughs> database as a service managed services like DynamoDB, where you, because they're very different, that you should look to see and how you can use the native AWS capabilities to back up and restore those instances. So that's something else you might want to consider. Or Aurora. Borealis? No, the Aurora database service from AWS. Aurora Aurora Borealis? I've seen it once. Have you ever seen it? It's super cool. I have I saw it out, out a window while flying over the, you know, over Canada to get to Europe. Very cool. Huh. Is that the same as the Northern Lights? Yeah, same thing. That's the official. Okay. That's the Latin name for the Northern Lights. Gotcha. So my sisters went to Iceland the week before Thanksgiving, and they wanted to go see the Northern Lights. And unfortunately, the weather was crummy. So they were on like a six hour boat ride and the weather was bad. So they didn't get to see or it was cloudy. So they didn't get to see it. So they were a bit bummed. That's a little bit like the two or three hour cloud cover that happened at my house just after my solar system went live. <laughs> I, was no. like, I was like, man, like, no. it's live and I want to see what it's going to do, but it's not happening. No. All right. Well, that, that, uh, again, I, 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 the goal of this episode was to just get you thinking about the various ways that you could create data and the various ways that you could protect data when using 
resources uh, in the cloud. Anyway, all right. Well, time for us to stop yammering on. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed something. Hopefully, hopefully you learned something here on Backup Central's Restore It All. If you are using these managed database services on a public cloud, how are you packing it up? We yes, want to hear those stories. Definitely. DM me at WC Preston or email me at WCurtisPreston at gmail.com. And with that, I will say, please subscribe and tell all your friends so that you can restore it all. There was a file, but I deleted it. Too bad your backup system isn't worth a spit. Finally, I needed your backup. You had a chance to fix it, instead it's all jacked up. See how I'll write on Facebook about you. Don't underestimate the things that I will do. There was a file, but I deleted it. Too bad your backup system isn't worth the space. Once it'll be completely done Maybe